Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Do you ever send money abroad? I live in Aruba, but parts of my business take place in Sweden, and this need often pops up in my life. If it pops up in yours too, check out TransferWise. TransferWise is the best way to send money overseas for several reasons, but the biggest is the exchange rate. When you send money with other and older methods, they usually don't give you the real exchange rate like the one on Google. They mark up that rate and pocket the difference. At TransferWise, they say if the rates pretend, you must not send. Because TransferWise is different. It was started by two immigrants who were tired of getting ripped off when they sent money home and were determined to fix the system. They developed smart tech, they hired clever people, and seven years and over four million customers later, their company TransferWise gives you the real exchange rate every time you send between 70 currencies. You pay only a small upfront fee, and in the end, more of your money gets to the other side. TransferWise also has a free multi-currency account that lets you hold over 40 currencies at once and convert them whenever you like. And a referral program that rewards you for spreading the word. This is the fairer, friendlier future of finance. Try saying that 10 times fast. The fairer, friendlier future of finance. Try them out for free at TransferWise.com yoga or download the app. That's TransferWise.com yoga. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. And I'm speaking to you from Costa Rica today. (laughs) Just saying those words make me so, 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 so happy. I I cannot believe I've never recorded a podcast episode in Costa Rica. I haven't been here since before I had the baby. And it's super, super, super strange for me not having been back in so long. So I'm going to tell you guys the story of how how we came to be here. And I just want to start off by taking a deep breath. You know those moments when you feel like kind of your entire body and all of your cells are buzzing with energy? And sometimes that's really beautiful and kind of um, you can ride this high in in a bit or in a way. Right now I have that buzzy feeling, but I really feel the need to settle down and ground. I feel like I'm still in the air, basically. I usually feel like this after traveling, but right now it's kind of extra elevated. So... Let's take a moment to ground all of us. Maybe you're feeling the same. Maybe you're in need of, I mean, when are we not in need of a couple of deep breaths and a moment of, of, of silence? So wherever you're at, if you can close your eyes, go ahead and do it. But let's start tapping into our breath. So without, without really changing anything, always at the beginning of my own meditation practice or whenever I first roll out my mat and I sit down in silence, the very first thing I do is to just check in with what's already here. So rather than arriving at this place of diving into my practice and finding my ujjayi breath and everything, you know, this transition from regular day-to-day life to practice, I like to make that transition really smooth and, and let it take some time. So the first thing I do is to do that little check-in, you know, what's already present for me in my body, in my breath, in my life, what's here right now 
So what are you sitting with in this moment in time? Just start to feel a little bit deeper into your own body, into your own space. What does it feel like to be right here? And you can do a little, a little body scan or a being scan, so to speak. There's a couple of different levels you can do that. So you can make it very physical. You know, what does it feel like to be here in this body right now? For me and my body, I'm totally stuffed. <laughs> Every time I travel, my I get really stuffy and sometimes I sneeze and I get allergies and it's always a little rough on my sinuses to travel. So physically, I can feel that. If I close my eyes, I can sense a little bit of a, a little bit of pressure around my sinuses. And also, like I, like I said a moment ago, this kind of buzzing feeling. So I feel it in a physical sense, like I'm, yeah, almost like I'm floating half a meter off the ground. But also if I tap into this energetic space, which is the second space that we can scan into, the energetic body, the inner body. So what does it feel like energetically to be here? Do you feel grounded? Do you feel rooted? Do you feel here now? Or are you all over the place? And if you can sense this, this energetic space within you, sometimes we can sense it more in certain parts of the body. Sometimes we sense it almost on the outside of the body. That energetic space, if you reach your arms straight out to the sides or straight out in front of you from your fingertips to your heart, that energetic space that surrounds us, it can shift and, and change and fluctuate throughout the day, but our energetic space lies right here. And it's also how we set our boundaries. So remembering that, I I try to come back to that again and again. So everything that's within fingertip distance or arm's length distance, I have I have the control to decide what I invite into the space. So energetically, where are you at? And then let's take that all the way into the breath. So let's see if you can make your breath just a little bit deeper. Noticing how the breath is right now. If it's been short and shallow, you should be feeling it starting to mellow down and soften. Maybe you can pull the breath a little deep, deeper down toward the bottom of the belly. That usually works. And then to help ground, something that I do when I have that feeling like I'm spacing out or like I'm not rooted, is to bring awareness into the lower ends of the body. So specifically the legs, the feet, even as I'm sitting right now just <laughs> recording this or speaking into the microphone, I automatically start giving myself a little bit of self-massage. I start grounding through the palms of the hands into the thighs, down toward the knees, the calves, and... When I reach the bottoms of the feet, I let my palms rest here and I press my fingertips into the soles of the feet just to bring some awareness and some energy into the legs, which also helps to bring some energy away from the mind, away from the brain, and it helps to ground us. Hmm. Let's go ahead and take another deep, 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 full breath. And let it out. If you had your eyes closed, you can open them. Hi. <laughs> Sometimes before I, I sit down to record this podcast, I meditate before I start or I take a moment of silence. But I, I love doing it with you guys <laughs> on the mic because um, I, I can kind of sense, you know how we all kind of, I feel like collectively, <laughs> everyone who listens to this show, we all feel such similar things. I mean, if you've ever had moments, if you listen to this show every single week where you feel like, oh my God, everything Rachel's talking about this week, I'm feeling that right now. Or everything that, you know, that we shared in this podcast or that I just listened to, um, I feel so many of the same things or I'm having similar experiences. And, you know, it's because we all have so much in common. And sometimes I have this idea of, oh, I have to arrive at the podcast <laughs> or to the podcast with this completely centered grounded, you know, state of mind and, and be here and be super wise and super present. Or as a matter of fact, I think I'm I'm doing more people a, a good service if I arrive a little frantic and then ground and allow that to happen with you. 
So if you felt the need to ground just now, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling more grounded in my body. So I have to kind of describe my surroundings a little bit right now because it's crazy. We are staying in one of the most beautiful places. I think, yeah, maybe the most beautiful place I've ever stayed in Costa Rica for sure. So for anyone who's been here, I used to live in, in Dominical, which is on the South Pacific side of, of the country. And when I stay or when I visit here, since I moved, I, I spent about two and a half years here. It was over a decade ago. You know, I left Costa Rica when I met Dennis and I moved to Aruba. But whenever we come back to visit, normally we come back at least once or twice a year. We have to either choose. So either we stay on the beach so that, you know, it's super easy for Dennis to surf every morning or surf, you know, five times a day out, <laughs> like he usually does it when we're here. And we're on the beach and, you know, wake up in the morning and kind of walk down to the beach and you're right, right by the ocean, which has its kind of pros and cons. So it's way hotter living down by the beach. It's crazy, 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 crazy hot. I'd forgotten how hot it gets here. Aruba is so windy, you know, it's so breezy and really fresh and it's not humid. It's a more of a desert island. So it's a totally different type of heat. You know, here it gets really humid, really hot, really fast, really early in the morning. So we'll normally stay either down by the beach and especially when we just met and we were, you know, flat broke for, for a long time, we would stay at some of the hostels or the uh, the really cheap kind of hotels or little cabinas down by the, down by the sea. Or we would do the totally opposite thing, which is we would get a place like rent a house or find Airbnb or, you know, a little place or sometimes stay at a friend's house up in the mountains where you have, you, you need a four by four because you have to charge right up the mountain and it's kind of crazy to get there. The temperature is way cooler. It's really fresh. You know, you're right in the rainforest and, and you have these amazing views of the sea. But whenever you want to go to the beach, it's like a trek. It's like, okay, it's like 40 minutes to get to the beach. So we wouldn't go, you know, twice a day, but it requires a little bit more planning. Plus it's way more secluded. So it depends on yeah, we would choose one or the other, or we would do like half of the trip on the beach and half of the trip on the mountain. And what we did right now, which I don't, I didn't even, did not even know these places existed. We found a place, it's called Punta Gabriela. If you're into spending a lot of money on vacation, or if you have some uh, funds to spend, or if you're a really big group and you're sharing it with a bunch of people, like this place would be amazing for like a wedding. Or if you're coming like, you know, with 10 of your friends and you split the cost because it's a really big place. Or if you just, you know, you, you, you like to save up and you like to go somewhere a little bit fancier when you travel, then this place would be a good place. It's crazy, 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 crazy because we're on the beach, but somehow we're also on the mountain. So <laughs> we have to do that crazy trek straight up the mountain, but only for five minutes. It's super short. So literally like, I'm sitting in this house right now. It's it's unbelievably beautiful. Like looking around, everything is bamboo and it's kind of ugh, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's all glass all around. And I'm looking down right at the ocean, right at the beach. I can hear the waves crashing, but I'm also in the jungle because I'm surrounded by trees. It's It's wild. I don't even know how to, how to describe it. And I want to share because this for me is so funny. Like when we we travel, both Dennis and I, we when we go on vacation or we go to, to, you know, to take a break or to have space just for ourselves, we will easily, you know, we make the conscious decision to spend when we go places. Um, we don't travel for vacation super often, but we ha definitely have a little bit more of a refined taste when it comes to traveling now than we did 10 years ago. And we have the funds to do it usually, so we do. Someone asked me the other day, you know, like, you know, how, how is your savings going? You know, you're planning for the future and like when you retire and, and you know, we don't have a savings account. <laughs> this is a topic for a whole other podcast, but we literally have zero dollars saved. Like we have no savings account and no long term plan to save money. But we're kind of in this space in our lives where when money comes in, we spend it doing really amazing things or we invest everything back into the company. And when that friend of mine said that, I was like, should we have a savings account? Like, is that, she's like, well, you're 30 years old. You have a baby <laughs> and a house. Like it's kind of the normal, sensible thing to do. But I, I feel like I, there's like a little bit of like a money and future 
podcast coming because I have I have some radical thoughts about that. But anyway, so yeah, we like to spend when we go on vacation, which I'm sure you guys can see because I, I usually share really beautiful places through social media and all of that. And then sometimes when we travel, we travel on a trade. So I'll, I'll find a place that, you know, maybe needs some help with our social media marketing and I'll share that place through social media. And I, we do that kind of rarely, like once a year or something, we'll do that. But for this place, this was to me, I was just the conversation with one of the girls on the team talking about how I feel like I've lost a little bit of my of my ability to manifest things because I've been kind of struggling with some things business-wise lately and I used to have this feeling where almost like if I wanted something to happen I would close my eyes and snap my fingers and create it and I think because last year I was feeling really overwhelmed and stressed and kind of burnt out that ability to create, 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 I put it a little bit on the back burner because I just didn't have the energy. So I was having that conversation of, you know, I don't know. And she was like, I don't think that's true at all. You've just changed your priorities and, you know, you're home with the baby more. So you're manifesting this life with the baby and not so much into this whole idea of, of the business and, you know. We were having that conversation. And then that same night, I told Ennis, I was like, hey, we have to really find a place in Costa Rica if we're going to go. So we're here. We have a retreat at Envision Festival. And I'm teaching a class at Envision Festival. So we decided to come and spend a whole month here so we could really just be here and show Lea Luna the magic of this country because we love it here. And it's been so long since we, since we were here last. So I was like, that is, we have to book. It's coming up. It's like two weeks away. We always book our flights like three days before we fly. I mean, we're last minute with everything. We're very bad at planning these sorts of things. And we're on Airbnb and we're looking at houses and everything is like kind of expensive. And if you want to stay someplace a month, you know, that's a lot of money. And we went back and forth and then we were kind of like, maybe we can't afford this. Like maybe it's just like, it's a little wild for us to think we can go for this long of a, of a place and for it to actually be like a vacation. So we're looking at these places and it's like a hundred a month or 150 a month, 200. And even places that were very, you know, closer, you know, at a, at a more reasonable budget, like 75 a night, you know, doing that for a month, it's a lot of money. So we're scrolling through all these options on Airbnb, trying to like weigh the pros and cons. And as we scroll, this house pops by, like it just randomly pops by this unbelievable, like <laughs> way out of our price range, totally crazy house just kind of floats by. And then his points at it and he's like, hey, why don't you manifest that one? And I look at it and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. And just because of the conversation I had with my friend that day, like, I don't know if I can manifest anymore. So I want to share this because manifesting things, that material things, I used to be really ashamed of that. I used to feel like, you know, if we're going to use our abilities to create things, it should really be all about heartfelt things and ways to change the world and uh, ways to bring about great things and be of service or big picture goals for your life. Uh, but <laughs> there's actually something that's so important when it comes to also being able to or also speaking of material abundance or, or manifesting specific things that maybe don't matter a whole lot for the you know big scope of your entire life, but it's practice. And that's something that I realized. So I used to be in this flow of, okay, I want something or I want to, there's something I want to create. There's something I want to have happen. Like I want a specific guest on the podcast, like someone that's way out of my league, or I want to have enough money to go take this really luxurious vacation with Dennis and the baby, or I want to grow the company by this much by next. Like I would have like really specific goals, large and small. Our fridge broke last year. I was like, oh my God, okay, I need to, I need money for a new fridge. And I usually wouldn't talk about those kind of specific material things. Like, hey, I want to manifest a really badass, luxurious place for me and Dennis and the baby to stay in Costa Rica. Because I would feel like it was, it comes off kind of spoiled. It comes off entitled. It comes off like, you know, I'm too privileged and I have so many things. So why would I talk about material things in that sense? But what I've realized, and this is a really important piece, when it comes to manifesting massive things for ourselves, if it's, you know, the career you've always dreamed of or the family situation you've always wanted or the freedom to travel or, you know, whatever it is, some big, big, big picture thing. If you don't practice on the smaller things, and when I say smaller things, I mean, you know, material stuff that in the big picture don't mean a whole lot. If you don't have practice, if you don't have the practice put in for those smaller things, it's really hard to actually be able to find that, that action at your fingertips of figuring out how do I get from this point to way over there. We have to break it up into these little pieces. And 
what I've done, and this is something that I realize I've done my whole entire life. <laughs> there's, and I think what sets me apart a little bit from other people is when I when there's something that I want or something that I want to create, all I see is the possibility of how I can make that happen, even if it's crazy. <laughs> and 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 a lot of people, and I thought that this was just a normal thing, but you know, the older I got and the more people I would talk to about these things is most people they look at something they want and they feel like it's out of reach and then they see all the obstacles you know that's crazy that would never happen how could I make that you know I can't even imagine how I would bring this thing about it's just too far away so we look at all the obstacles and then sometimes there's just so many obstacles that we decide oh it can't be done and then we don't even try I kind of, I don't know if there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously a pretty good quality to have, but I just, I, I was in that space where I, I just wouldn't see the obstacles like at all. And I can trace this back to being, <laughs> to being really little, um, like going to a new school. I remember when I moved from Uppsala to Stockholm and I had no friends, absolutely no friends. And I felt like I was a little bit of the odd person out because I was moving from this smaller town to the big city. And I remember going to school and I was so, 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 so nervous. But I would lie at, in bed at night and I would think about my first day of school the next day. And I would envision myself like on the break, like outside in the in the schoolyard or whatever you call it, like outside of school, how I was surrounded by all of these people and all of these new friends and talking and telling an interesting story and laughing and playing. And I would kind of see it in my brain. <laughs> like, that's what I want. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to go to school and not have anyone to talk to. I don't want to sit alone when we're on break. I want friends. So even then, I mean, I was like nine, I think, when we moved to Stockholm. Like I had that sort of, oh, if I want that to happen, I have to see it in my mind first. And then of course, yeah, that, and then that would happen. Like the next day I would make one friend and then that friend had all these, but all these other friends. And then on the first day of school, I would go home with, you know, a group of girlfriends um, from not knowing anyone. So actually, I don't know if it's my parents that instilled this in me. I know my my dad kind of grew up with absolutely nothing. He's worked really intense jobs since he was six years old. And I think he has this absolute sort of go-getter attitude, like everything is possible. And he worked his way up from nothing to a lot, both in a material sense and in terms of the, the life that he always envisioned for himself, even though he came from a place where how could that even be remotely possible? You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Life insurance is one of those topics that everyone knows a little bit about, but do you understand it well enough to feel comfortable buying it? I know I definitely don't. It seems like there are endless options out there and it's hard to know what is the right choice. The thought of not having the right life insurance, well, that could keep anyone up at night, especially since having my baby girl and especially since recording this podcast. I know I need to plan better for my future and I need life insurance information for newbies. I need easy comparison and information laid out clearly. If you do too, you need policy genius. Whether you're an insurance expert or a beginner, Policy Genius created a website that makes it easy for you to compare quotes, get advice, and get covered. Policy Genius truly is the easy way to get life insurance. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find the coverage you need at a price you can afford. From there, you can apply online, and the advisors at Policy Genius will handle all the red tape. They'll even negotiate your rate with the insurance company. It's all part of their best price guarantee. And Policy Genius does not just make life insurance easy. Whether you're shopping for disability insurance to protect your income, homeowner's insurance, or auto insurance, they can help you get covered fast. For protection everywhere, and most important, for peace of mind. No matter how much or how little you know about life insurance, you can find the right policy in minutes at policygenius.com. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. 
I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. So I was actually, I recorded a podcast with Hilary Swank yesterday. It's going to be out, I think, next week or the week after that in, in one or, or two weeks, maybe three. And she was sharing with me this unbelievable story of how she lived in a trailer park when she was six years old with her family. You know, they came from very, very modest means. And she knew at a really young age, I'm going to be a Hollywood actress. You know, she knew she was going to, she was going to be this big, super successful mega recognized actress. She just knew this is my passion. It's what I'm going to do. And she was able to put herself in that mindset at such a young age without knowing all the steps to get to the end game. She kept going forward. Um, I'm not going to give too much away from that episode because I swear it's, <laughs> I, I've already listened to her episode twice. Um, it's one of those we're going to just come back to again and again. But so I'm thinking maybe it has something to do with having challenges when we're little and not letting those challenges bring us down, but rather rising above them, you know, and perhaps it's proving that to ourselves when we're young, like, hey, I don't have all of these things, but still I could do this thing that I wanted to do, or still I could get to this place, or still I could make friends or you know, like my dad moved out of his house when he was super, super young, made something out of himself. So it's that little proving it to ourselves that yes, these things are possible, even though it doesn't look like it or it doesn't seem like it should be possible. And we start small and then that gives us confidence and confidence is everything, you know, believing that we can. If we don't believe that we can, everything is an uphill battle, right? We have to believe that even though we don't maybe have every single tool in our toolbox to make everything happen right now, that we can get to that place that feels really far away. And I think the more we prove it to ourselves in little steps, you know, the bigger our confidence grows and the bigger our ability to manifest things becomes. And we have to work through those little, those smaller things. And one of those moments when I, when I really took this to heart was actually when I moved from Sweden. It was the year I was, I was about to turn 19. I had just, you know, graduated high school, was super miserable in Sweden, didn't have any money. And the only way I was even able to get a plane ticket to leave Sweden to go to Costa Rica. And the plan was for me to just, I wanted to backpack for three months. I worked my ass off at all these odd jobs and I worked at a 7-Eleven. I was babysitting. I worked at my mom's office for a while. Like I did just all sorts of, mostly babysitting was kind of like what, what I did around the, around the neighborhood. And, oh, and I taught, taught you gymnastics for a while. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and still I didn't have enough because of course the ticket was super expensive and I had to have some sort of, you know, funds to actually be able to to live for those months on the other side of the world. And I ended up selling a bunch of stuff that I had. Like I went into the garage and I had like an old bike and I don't know, stuff that I just sold kind of on Craigslist. And I scraped up, I think I had $1,500, 15,000 Swedish. So maybe, maybe that's a little less or a little, I don't know the currency right now, but about $1,500. And that was way not, you know, what I had planned that I had, you know, to buy this ticket and then to go live on the other side of the world. And I remember looking at it and like, okay, well, this is what I have. I don't want to wait anymore. I don't want to have to stay another year in Sweden, saving up money, being miserable here, but I want to get out. So I remember sitting down, visualizing myself on the other side of the world. And I didn't know exactly what countries I was going to be in or what that would look like, but I could envision like there's going to be a beach. Of course, I knew I was going where it's warm and I'm going to be okay. That was my, that was my visualization. Like me walking on the beach, feeling at peace and calm and just this 
it was not so much the material stuff around how I would be in the other country, but I was visualizing that feeling at the bottom of my belly, feeling totally okay. Like I was not broke, freaking out about money, nervous about stuff, wondering how I'm going to pay for my stay or whatever, but just I was on the beach and I was okay. <laughs> that was, you know, what I visualized. And I think because I did that, I instilled this this thing of calm inside of myself. So I left, I booked the ticket, left with, you know, not nearly enough money to make things, or, you know, to make ends meet on the other side of the world. But I didn't feel panicked about it. I just trusted that, hey, when I get there, I'll work it out. <laughs> I can get a job in Costa Rica if I want to. Like, I know how to waitress. I know how to bartend. I have all these skills. <laughs> I just thought, you know, it'll be fine. And of course, then I got to the other side of the world. 10 days into my stay, decided I am never going back to Sweden. That's, you know, this is where I want to be now. And I made it work because, you know, I found myself walking the beach, feeling that same sense of I'm okay here. I don't have to have everything figured out. I don't have to have this huge savings account so that I know, you know, I've my whole you know plan or my whole stay budgeted. I just knew I'm going to be okay. And then that's how I... That's how I started that chapter of my life of moving to Costa Rica. I was here for almost three years, two and a half years. Didn't have anything. <laughs> I mean, I look at it now. I'm probably more, um, more sensible now. I'm, I'm less daring, less courageous now. I mean, probably you know having, have being a mom and all that stuff. Like it, it makes you want to want to plan and prepare a little bit more, for obvious reasons. But I, you know didn't have anything to fall back on. And there were definite moments where I had zero dollars, no plane ticket out to go anywhere, not really sure how I would pay rent. There's moments where I was in between houses, where I was kicked out of a place I was staying, where I was on a friend's couch. And I just never had a moment in all those years where I panicked or freaked out at all. And I can remember one of those really defining moments where I should have panicked. It was right at the beginning of raining season, I think my second year, and for anyone who knows this part of the world, so raining season, it just shuts the whole country down pretty much for a couple of months. I mean, you know, tourism sort of disappears. A lot of businesses close for the season because it's really hard to get by. And most people who don't live here and aren't native to this place just kind of leave to make money elsewhere. And it was the beginning of raining season and I didn't have a job. <laughs> I can't remember why if I was in between stuff, I just didn't have a job didn't have any money saved, didn't have a ticket to go anywhere. So it's not like I had a ticket. I could just go back home to mom and dad if I wanted to. Just didn't have anything. And I had to figure something out. And I remember there was this moment of like, okay, I have like a week left in this house before I'm out, before I have to leave. And then I don't have any friends, you know, no couches to stay on, no places to house sit. Like I was doing all these kind of creative things to, to, to stay in different places. And I sat down and I did the same thing where I would just visualize that, okay, I am a week from now when I leave this house packed up with my stuff, I'm going to leave the house feeling super calm about this next phase in my life. I'm going to somehow have a little influx of cash come in. I don't know how. I need some form of abundance, something, something to get me into this next place in my life. And I really meditated on that, not just like holding money in my hand. You know, if, if you've ever read The Secret, I'm not a fan of that book. Like it, I'm the, the principle of it, I think, works. Dennis and I, we have a, an inside joke. Whenever we're looking for parking anywhere, he's like, apply the secret, apply the secret. And then we both visualize a parking space around the corner. And there it is. And then we laugh about it. But yeah, I, the, you know, the law of attraction, it, it's real and it works. But I didn't love that book because of the huge focus on solely material stuff. You know, there's a way bigger way to apply this, this principle, I think. But anyway, so I would visualize not just like money in my hand and what I would do with that money and the material thing around that, but I would visualize that feeling of being taken care of, of knowing that I'd figure the situation out, that I'd somehow have had like a little influx of cash and I was now fine. And I, I don't know where this, this ability came from, but I know it's something that I've practiced my whole life, that visualization, which is part of, of how we manifest things. And what do you know, like the next day, super randomly, my mom calls or maybe my dad, someone from family calls and says, hey, you got a letter from the IRS, you know, you have tax returns, like waiting to come in. And I was like, what? So I had 7,800 something kroner. So it's like, I don't know, a little less than a thousand, I mean, I guess seven or $800 
coming in weirdly because of all these weird ass jobs that I had worked two years prior. I had overpaid taxes. I mean, in Sweden, this happens sometimes. I don't know if it's common everywhere in the world, but I had overpaid my taxes and I had this like 800 bucks on its way into my account. And they had sent the notice, sent the notice to my, to my, yeah, it must have been my mom's house. And I just remember like getting that phone call, like, huh, <laughs> feeling how all the puzzle pieces were just already in place, not even feeling shocked or surprised, but just like, okay, everything is okay. And then that feeling that I'd visualized the day before all of a sudden was a reality just the next day. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Do you love discovering new products? It's one of my favorite things. I love seeing people create amazing items and trying them out for myself. The best way to try out new things is FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year. It's like Christmas, but during every season. With each box, you get to discover new products, including rave review must-haves that you will absolutely love. FabFitFun is a great way for women to treat themselves and discover new products. Every box you receive will contain amazing surprises of full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products. There will never be sample sizes of anything. Try it out. It's only $49.99 a box, and every box is guaranteed to be worth over $200 in retail value. The 2019 Spring Box is on sale right now with a retail value of $350. Many products' individual value is more than the entire box. Knowing that something is coming in the mail for me full of goodies is always so much fun. I live in Aruba and sometimes I miss the seasons from back home, so this is the perfect way to get me in spirit for change. And when I open my box and see cool products like the Mana Kadar Champagne Body Scrub, the Dr. Brand Skincare ID Puffing Gel, or the UAE Leave-In Conditioner, I can't help but feel extra prepared for hitting the beach in Aruba. The best part of all, FabFitFun allows you the choice to pick and choose certain items in the box. You can make it match exactly what you're looking for. I'm into the Show Me Your Moo Robe and the Unplugged Meditation Aromatherapy diffuser to give you some spoilers about what you can get in the spring box. No matter where you live, this box will have you prepped with all the necessities for spring to rejuvenate and feel amazing after winter. Sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. So use my code Rachel to get $10 off of your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box of a life well lived. Use the promo code Rachel to get $10 off of your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code Rachel for $10 off of your first FabFitFun box. This sort of visualization, what what requires, or at least for me, for that, for it to actually work is, is several things. First, I have to envision myself with the thing that I want in the situation or the scenario that I want, not just, you know, thinking about all the stuff around it, but that that's a part two. So I have to feel the things around it, the surroundings, and try to make it into this tangible experience like it's already here now. But then I have to tap into that feeling. What does it feel like when this has become a reality for me? And these things put together for me work. They do. And that specific year, I had so many crazy things happen one after the other just because I did that exercise. I would sit down, really put myself in that headspace of feeling how everything had worked out and in my mind visualizing the the scenario or whatever that looked like and every single time it would happen like I would yeah suddenly find a new place to house it out of the blue when I didn't have a place to stay or yeah money would come in randomly or I'd get a huge tip the next day when I was like missing a little bit to pay rent or little stuff I mean little stuff but big stuff I mean that's that's a big thing <laughs> getting a big tip when you don't have enough to pay your rent that covers just that amount. So every time some, something like that happened, it reinforced to me that, hey, stuff that doesn't seem possible is possible. Stuff that seems weird or that it seems like it's not real. It seems like, like if you read The Secret, it's like, okay, well, that stuff doesn't really work. But a lot of factors have to come into play. And that fundamental piece of believing in yourself and trusting that all of this is possible, everything is possible. I have no idea where I'm going to be next year. Oh, I mean, I might be in a, in a life situation or in a scenario that in my wildest dreams, I cannot even conjure up. Life is so much bigger and so much wilder than we could ever imagine. And I think our brain sometimes becomes this square little box that we have to be able to look 
at the bigger picture. Or we're going to be stuck in that little box. And yes, things won't feel like they're possible and it will feel like everything is an uphill battle all the time. And I even, I was even at a place and I, I didn't used to tell people this because I felt like I sounded like a crazy person. But when I was in that flow of visualizing, manifesting, I would kind of test that ability sometimes. And it got to the point where I had this little iPod shuffle. <laughs> you remember those like really thin ones? They had like turquoise and pink and red and bright blue. And I remember mine fit like 900 songs. And I was in awe <laughs> that I had a device that fit nine. I mean, this was a decade ago. So I had 900 something songs on this iPod shuffle. And I would sit down, meditate, tap into my breath, feel into my body, and then put my uh, iPod on whatever song on in the song section of the iPod and then put it on shuffle and as the song I was listening to was playing I would envision imagine and visualize the next song I would decide okay out of these 900 something songs the next song playing on shuffle will be so and so and then for the duration of that song I would visualize not just that the song would come on and the lyrics of the song and what the song sounds like in my head but also the feeling inside of me when ah I got it right. I brought that song forward. <laughs> the feeling of total excitement of, oh my God, I can actually control what comes my way. I can control. I'm the master. <laughs> I'm the master of this little universe right here. That feeling. And then what do you know? I would think about that song and then that song would come on and I would do that again and again and again. I'm not making this up. Now, I mean, as I've grown <laughs> older and also I think because I was living life then, in this big open space where everything was possible. I wasn't tied down to any place. I wasn't tied down to any relationship. I wasn't married, didn't have a baby, didn't have a business, didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have anything tying me down. So I was floating in this totally open space of absolute freedom. And I think that was a really big component as to why I could be this wild with all of my decision making and all of my manifesting and all of my, you know, I didn't really have a lot to lose. So there was a lot of trust there from that sense as well. So as I settled into this little bit more of a traditional life, I lost that ability a lot, especially the, the crazy stuff like, hey, I can decide what song comes on the radio. Or I can decide what song comes on my iPod shuffle or I can manifest the exact amount, like the specific amount of money that I need for this specific thing. But instead, I started applying this ability to bigger things like, hey, I found the other day on my notes. Did you know? I mean, if you if you have your phone and your devices update to iCloud, all of the notes you've ever written since you had your first Apple device, they're saved, all of them. And I went all the way back to my first notes that I ever wrote the first time I ever had a smartphone, which was 2012. It was early 2012. I had been teaching yoga, I think, for about three years full time. And in this notes app, read, it was one sentence and it, and it reads, I will be a successful international yoga teacher. My classes will be full of people and I will create an abundance life through living my passion. <laughs> and I wrote that. I wrote that shit. <laughs> 2012, this is before I had an Instagram account, before I taught anywhere outside of the little island where I lived, outside, you know, before I had more than 20 people ever in my class, before I had anything, before I had any of the things that I created after that. But at some point I sat down and I wrote that. And by reading, by writing that, I spoke it out loud. You know, I put it out into the universe like, hey, I'm going to manifest this and this and this. And it all, it all came true. And of course, a lot of things had to happen between me writing that in my notes app and those things actually being manifested in a part of my, of my real life. But it starts with defining what we need and what we want. Oh my God, this <laughs> sidetrack I just got into. So dial everything back to me talking about this place we're staying right now. And I was talking to my friend about how I don't know if I have this ability to manifest things anymore, but I can look back at my life and at so many things. I mean, everything that I ever, including big pieces of my heart, you know, feeling my heart aching every day because every day I would walk out of my house and I would see dogs starving, malnourished, poorly treated in the streets. 
and sitting down wanting to do something about it. Like, hey, I want to see an island. I want to live on this island in a space where this is not reality anymore, where everything is different, where the energy of this whole country is one that is supportive of animal rights and that where people care for their animals and where there is a, an abundance of animal rescue organizations and where there's better education. You know, I had all these thoughts and if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have been able to manifest the animal rescue organization that we run now and the shelter that we have now and all those things. So I have been able to apply this to, of course, to, to, to all the beautiful things that I ever set out to do knowingly or willingly, I guess. But lately I've been really focused on other things and I was sharing that with my friend and then we were on the computer and looking for houses in Costa Rica and then I said, hey, why don't you manifest that house? And then I did this exercise, okay, that I, <laughs> or I don't call it an exercise, like this thing that I haven't done in a long time, but I looked at this house totally out of our price range. I mean, way, 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 no way in hell we could afford to just, you know, book it on our own. And I would look at all the photos. They're totally gorgeous, super beautiful. And there's this one photo of this. So there's a big pool, like a big infinity pool with a kid's area and stuff. And then there's a smaller private pool that belongs to one of the villas. And it has little seats in it. And I looked at all the photos and then I sat down and I closed my eyes and I really envisioned myself, okay, all the way in this little pool. <laughs> And I just like envision I'm in this pool, I'm wearing this bathing suit, and then I could feel the sensation of this warm water on my skin, and my hair is wet, kind of slicked back, and then I felt the feeling of leaning my chin on the edge of the pool, looking out at the view of this part of Costa Rica, of this Dominicalovita area where I, where I am right now, and how I would, you know, listening to the birds and the wind and the trees and looking at this view in this pool, and I could really feel that feeling of my chin resting, like I could, when I was sitting there, I could almost really, it was so tangible, and then not just that, that sense of surrounding, but then that feeling of like, holy shit, <laughs> we're staying here, like we're in Costa Rica, like the feeling of being here, of having made that happen. And then I took that feeling, went back to my computer, and I wrote an email to this place. <laughs> so I'm the master, by the way. I hope no one from Airbnb is listening. But whenever we, whenever we look at Airbnb, I'm, a, I'm really good at finding the actual websites and the real, you know, you know, if, if you try to get a place for Airbnb, of course, they add like a commission and it's always more expensive. So I'm really good at finding the original location and contacting the owner directly. Airbnb, I'm so sorry if I'm giving poor advice. But um, for anyone wanting to get their places a little cheaper, it's a good thing to do. So anyway, I found the place. I found the real uh, website. I found the number to this guy who owns the place and the email. And I sat down and I'm with that feeling in the bottom of my belly. I wrote this email. I was like, hi, you know, my name is Rachel. I live in Aruba. I have a social media presence of so-and-so. And I love this part of Costa Rica. I used to live there. We're looking to come back. It's me and my daughter and my husband. And just wondering if you're interested in any type of, you know, social media marketing or a trade or a discount, or if you've ever done anything like that. If so, you know, give me a call or whatever. And I sent it out. <laughs> And then, you know, I'm still scrolling through all this stuff. And then we had some options of where to go and where to stay. 20 minutes later, I kid you not, 20 minutes later, my phone rings and it's this guy from this house. He's like, hey, what's up? How are how you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm good. How are you? He's like, yeah, you know what? So funny. I was just having this conversation uh, with a friend about social media and how, you know, we've never really tried that. And we we always wanted to have a little bit of growth there. And, you know, especially through Instagram. So actually, we have no one staying here. You can just come hang out if you want. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we'll come hang out. <laughs> so, you know, normally if we would do a trade to stay at a place, we would have a contract in place you know, like it's sort of like there's like a, what's the exchange here, you know, and I would have to post about that place and it, it becomes almost like advertising and I would put like a little like ad or in collaboration with or here, you know, everybody check out this place and this guy is just like, no, and you just come hang out. And I was like, if you want, you could just give me your Instagram account <laughs> and your password and all that stuff. And then I can just like help put really good photos in and, you know, see if I can help you there. And he's like, okay, cool. And then, you know, it's like 10 days later and here we are. <laughs> And right before I sat down to record this podcast, I was in that same pool with my chin resting up against the ledge of the pool, looking at the view, thinking to myself, oh my fucking God, <laughs> everything is possible. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> and normally I wouldn't talk about these things if they are related to these sort of material things because sometimes I get flack and people get upset and you know it's it's not about material things and what does it mean and staying at a luxury house and you know obviously that's not the most important thing to me in my life but the practice of stuff like this is what takes us to the big picture things that really fucking matter and I and I swear so just sense that it was like a little reminder for me like hey all the things that I'm struggling with whatever they are it's because I'm stuck in this loop of the stuff that doesn't work and I'm every day facing this problem like oh so and so it's not working oh and that is not working oh and this person is so slow and da, 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 da. and I've been kind of in this little loop of all the things that aren't really going well and then I get focused on how do I solve that problem that's not working rather than looking at all the things that are already working visualizing the super positive outcome and that awesome scenario in the big picture that I want I haven't been doing that <laughs> I haven't been I've been super tired super focused on the baby and I have lately been kind of more focused on the actual problem than the solution which is normally not my regular thing so I could just sit here right now and say I'm crazy grateful that I have this life that allows me to to stay in a place like this. Absolutely, unbelievably awesome. And I'm also really grateful that I got to have that experience of just reminding myself like, hey, to get to where we want to go, we have to envision all the little things surrounding the place we actually want to be. We have to feel it as a possibility. You have to look at it as something that's totally doable within your reach. Something that, you know, you might, and there's no way for me, I mean, this is just a small example, but like this house, but there's no way for me to know, you know, who is this guy and is he going to call me? I have no idea who he is or where he lives. Like, you know, I can't see those pieces of the puzzle falling together. But timing like he was having that conversation and then right at that moment he got that email and I for sure believe that there's some universal force of law of attraction putting us in that place so I'm sharing that hoping to inspire you really 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 inspire you to whatever it is that you want and you can start with small things start with material things don't be ashamed of that we all want abundant lives we all deserve good vacations we all deserve to have a life that's just good enough for us to be really happy, whatever that is. We all deserve moments of luxury. We deserve whatever it is we want to create. So I find that setting that balance for ourselves, working on the little stuff, you know, what is it that you need? Do you need a little influx of cash? Do you need you need a new car? You want to get into a new, you know, course in school that you want to take or get into a new school or you want to get promoted or material stuff like write all those things down get really clear within yourself with what it is that you want and it's okay for those things to be material it's okay hey I want a new couch for my living room okay well how much is that couch what which one is it is it is the one that I want like where is it from okay not so much how am I going to get there but what is it going to feel like when I have manifested that couch in my living room like I'm going to sit there in, okay, so I don't actually want a couch. I love my couch at home. But but if that's your thing, you know, are you going to sit there curled up with a cup of tea, meditating? Are you going to sit there journaling? Are you going to sit there with your loved ones watching TV? Like, what's going to happen? You're going to drink wine on this couch with your best friends gossiping about stuff? Like, what's going to take place on that couch? And can you envision and put yourself in that space of, oh, it's going to feel so great when I have that here because this old shitty couch I've had my whole life, I hate it. I don't feel good with it in my house. Put yourself in that place and then think about what's the next step to get to that to that thing. You know, is it saving money somehow? Is it looking for an unknown opportunity? Is it putting yourself out there in a way that maybe you haven't before to make some extra money? And that's the thing. We have to start, we have to open our eyes a little bit wider than that little box of our mind, you know, because there are so many avenues all around us. And it's just for most of the time, we don't see them because we don't believe that they're possible right? We have to allow a little bit of that space of the unknown to expand and for us to trust that it's okay to dwell there. And then we can apply this stuff, not just to luxury houses or a couch or whatever, but to huge things that really, really, really matter. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am spending this next month in the jungle of Costa Rica. I so remember the early days when I lived here. I had no phone, no computer, and I spent my days eating delicious fruit, meditating on the beach. Anyone who has been here knows Costa Rica is not the place for electronics. But coming here this time, that didn't stop me from packing my Quip electric toothbrush. 
That's because Quip is the electric toothbrush you need everywhere in your life. And Quip makes it just as easy to take everywhere. If you're at home, it's multi-use cover mounts to your mirror to declutter your sink and your cabinet. But if you're on the go, the cover will protect your bristles, keep them clean, and make traveling with your electric toothbrush way easier. Not to mention, it can last three months on one single charge. It's the best toothbrush to travel with, but it's also the best electric toothbrush, period. Quip ensures you the best brush with every use. With sensitive sonic vibrations, this toothbrush is gentle enough for all gums. Most people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes can be way too abrasive, but Quip has found that perfect balance. To help guide you through a full and even clean, Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds so you know when to switch sides. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes to be accepted by the American Dental Association and it has thousands of verified five-star reviews. The cleanest mouth comes from Quip. That's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash yoga girl right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash yoga girl. I can give you an example on of something that's that's been a, a big one for me lately. And that's Yoga Girl Foundation. It's been... It's been a year and a half, I mean, time just flies, since we had that awful, god-awful situation in Aruba. There was a child abuse case in Aruba where two little kids were killed at the hands of their parents. I'm not going to go into any details because I, it's, it's, just a little, it's just too much, but it was a year and a half ago, and I was kind of smacked in the head with this longing to do something for the children on the island where I live. And I didn't know what it was exactly. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I had no idea, but it was just so unbelievably strong that I cannot exist for another second in this life if there are children right here where I live suffering in this way. Like, it's not a possibility. I have to do something. I'm going to do something. So I decide, okay, I'm going to start a foundation. It's going to be Yoga Girl Foundation. And we're going to put all of our efforts from the, the brand, from the business, from the community into doing something here. And then I got stuck. I really did. I got super stuck because it's a really challenging topic. The more I dove into doing research, you know, why is the situation this way? I have an animal rescue organization, not really the same thing. Why is the situation this way? It's really complicated. Uh, it's also political. I mean, there's it's 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 very intense and also super draining and overwhelming to to think about and research these things every day. So I got stuck in terms of what is it going to look like, this actual project? Like, how am I actually going to be of service? And we had about, I don't know, maybe six months at least, I think six whole months, where I didn't have, I didn't have a project manager. I didn't have the, the foundation established in Aruba yet, but I also didn't have any action items where I was moving, moving, moving to get things done. It was just kind of floating in space as this something I wanted to create, but it wasn't tangible and I didn't know how to make it tangible. And I was also doing other things and so and so. And it got to a place where, okay, if we want this foundation to exist, I have to really see it as a possibility. And not just for this foundation to exist, but I have to see it as a possibility of making a change in someone's life in a real way. And it can't come from a place of ego. It can't come from a place of, it can't come from any other place than this totally genuine place inside of myself where I know that when I put my heart and soul towards something and when we as a community put our hearts and souls towards something we can make massive change and it's possible but what happened for me is I was doing all this research and for the for every meeting I sat in literally for every report that I read I got pulled down into this hole of feeling really hopeless of how is it possible that parents abuse their kids how is it possible I don't understand it and not only is it possible but it's widespread it exists everywhere in the world it's happening right now and I got stuck in that hole of it's it's so overwhelming how will I ever be able to make any sort of change there and so for as long as I sat with that hopelessness feeling totally stuck in that box of I can't make a change it's too hard it's too big and then nothing happened for a while. Like nothing happened for a while. And it became this heaviness in the in the pit of my belly instead of this catalyst for change, instead of motivation, instead of feeling, using that compassion for something, it became this hopelessness that, I, that was pulling me down. And what it took actually, it, it took getting a really badass project manager, putting together a team. And I mean, it's a team, like I took my executive assistant who I work with every day, who is just 
passionate and I'm like, I don't know how this is all going to put together, but we just need people actively doing stuff here. I don't know what it's going to be. And when we had our first meeting as a team and together with my mom, who I co-founded the foundation with, that for me, that action of just sitting together, like, hey, let's fucking go. Okay. Like no more, like looking for the perfect thing, no more getting pulled down in in this horrible story of all this stuff. But now we move. And I felt so motivated and I was able to, in my practice that day, sit down and really see, okay, not exactly the scope of the materials around, you know, are we going to have an after school center here or are we going to have a a 24-7 crisis center? Are we going to work preventatively? Um, You know, so like we have so many things that we're doing and we're probably putting several of them together at, at the same time. But seeing it in front of me as something that's existing on the island, a safe place to go, knowing that, hey, through this action, there is another resource and it's actually real and people are actually using it and it's actually helping and working. And the moment I sat with that feeling of just like, oh my God, it is possible. It is possible to help. It is possible to make a change. It is possible. And even if it's for one kid, like it's possible to do. The moment I sat with that just for one, you know, it wasn't even a long time. It was just that feeling of, oh, yes, it's it's doable. Then everything changed super quick. <laughs> I mean, really super quick. Like, oh my God, all of a sudden we have websites being made. The foundation is is legal, both in Aruba and in Sweden. We have like a whole new project report that came out of our our project manager and we have a defined something that's actually taking place right now and we're on the scope, like we're sitting with the fundraising now and we're on the scope of being able to actually open our doors to the world for the community to help as well. But there was that definite moment of me not being able to see it possible that that being of service in that way was a tangible thing where I was really, really, really stuck. And I had to arrive at a a place of pulling myself out of that hopelessness and feeling the feeling of having manifested that foundation and having opened up that space for people to be of service in a major way for these kids. So as you can tell, just me telling these stories, some things are tangible, some things we can touch, some things we can visualize. Like it's easier for me to visualize my chin on that pool ledge, you know, with something like, like a house than it is visualizing having changed someone's life in a big way or having changed a community in a big way. You know, it's, it's very hard to grasp. So we have to visualize the end game and then work and find the next action step and really, really, really take it, whatever it is. If it's putting together that team, like I did, like I needed to sit there. And this is reminding me of something really beautiful that I, uh, my favorite part of the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, that book. I'm sure you've read it. I mean, millions of people have read it. And it's that action is something that's that we can take to get us inspired and motivated. And that sometimes we just sit around and we wait for motivation to strike so that all of a sudden we're super motivated to go start that foundation, right? Or we're super motivated to go start that business or motivated to make this massive change and da, da, da. And then we wait for that motivation to happen but it doesn't just come. And that in this formula that he presented in the book, which I know to be true, is that action can come before motivation. So instead of us feeling motivated and then from motivation, suddenly we take action and then we make things happen. We can actually begin with action even though we're not motivated. So if you're feeling stuck or you don't know how to get to that next place, do something, like get off the floor and do something. It can be the tiniest little thing, like call a meeting, call a friend and tell that friend your ideas. Or like I did, like put random people together to like form a team and talk about it. And all of a sudden you'll hear that other people have ideas and there's avenues here and there. Or, you know, it could be Googling to get the answer of that first question you have for this project that you want to put together. But do something. And before you know it, that action has turned into motivation, which in in itself turns into more action. And I fucking love this. I love it so much because it's so absolutely true. And we have to all broaden our scope of what we believe is possible in our lives. Especially if you're sitting in a life right now that you're not super happy with. Especially if you're feeling resentful or if you're feeling like you don't have enough or if you're feeling like it's everything is an uphill battle we have to do what we can to get to a place to envision what's possible and knowing that 
things that we can't see right now are out there. Another life, a better life, a bigger life is out there, is possible. But we can't sit around waiting for that day to happen. We have to take those steps to get there. And it might be true that you're sitting with some cards right now that were super, super hard. You know, maybe maybe life dealt you a shitty hand. And of course, it's easier for people with privilege to get off their butts and, and take action and do things because, you know, of course, of course, if we have everything else taken care of, we have all this space and energy and time left over to manifest abundance and all these sorts, sorts of things. But this law applies to everyone, wherever you are right now. If, you know, if you're sitting in that place of absolutely having nothing, Take action toward the something, whatever it is. And sometimes it means changing how we look at our life situation. So not wallowing in the challenge, but accepting that, hey, the challenge was here. What am I going to do with that now? Like Hillary Swank, am I going to stay in this trailer park and just accept the fact that life as a Hollywood actress is really, really far away. So why try, right? Or do I use that as fuel to try harder and to work every single day to cultivate the ability to get to the next place, right? To grow, to get better and better and better at what I do every single day. Can I just say, I felt like this podcast was really fucking motivating. <laughs> I feel really motivated right now. And I, I'm, I'm already, I was already motivated, but I feel really motivated right now. So if I can leave you with something, it's this. Immediately following this podcast, if you have the space or as soon as you have a moment, sit down with your journal and your pen or your notes app on your phone that works too and write down the things you want in life. Write it down. Write the little things down that feel like maybe they're possible. Write the humongous, huge things down that feel like they're really far away. Write it all down. Write everything down. Get really clear with what it is that you want. Pick one of those things. Sit down in meditation right now and envision yourself having this in your life right here, right now. The love, the abundance, the friendship, the community, whatever it is you're looking for, feel that as a possibility and then see if you can take action from there. I would love, love, love to hear about what you're visualizing. So when I share this podcast on Instagram, use the comment section there to talk to me. You can join our community Facebook group every single day. We share our hopes, our dreams, our fears. Um, you can share with a huge supportive community right there as well. But I would love for you to share and also for you to speak that dream out loud because it's a really important part of this, of this whole big thing. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my pool now. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And can I just add the fact that I had Hillary Swank on the show when I started this podcast two years ago was something that I could have never in a million years thought as a possibility. And somehow here we are. And somehow, and it's not just somehow, I know how we got here. <laughs> I willed it so. And I'm just super grateful that you guys are here with me on this path, making all of this happen with me. 2019 is our year. Okay, let's go. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Policy Genius, FabFitFun, and Quip. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>